Welcome to worship at Salem Alliance Church. Let's join John Stumbo as he begins. Well, there's a lot of you out there, but let's go for it. Kids, come on up here to the platform. We're going to have a little adventure together. Children, grade school, preschool. Hey, maybe you're a big kid and just feel like getting out of your pew. You bet. Way to show some leadership. Come on up here. You bet. Hey, come on. Come on. I'm serious, guys. Come on up here. Join me. Have a seat. Go ahead and sit down here. Kind of, kind of sit over in this section over here. I'll, I'll be the... Uh, I'll be the guitar patrol. So sit down over here anywhere you guys want. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Sit down. Relax. We're going to be here for a few minutes. Come on. Come to the balcony. Come on down. What are you taking so long for? Come on. There you go. Welcome to church this morning, guys. Good to see you. Lights are kind of bright up here, aren't they? Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Come on over here on this side of me, okay? Good, 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 good. Welcome. embarrassed? That's all right. What's your shirt say? What's your shirt say? I can't quite see it. Losing. Never heard of it. All right. Way to go, beaver. Good morning. Good to see you. I'm going to steal this stool from behind you. Sorry. You guys are pretty mellow this morning. Much to your parents' surprise, huh? I got two questions to ask you guys, and I, I would like some answers. Otherwise, this is going to be kind of a lame moment up here. But uh, two questions. One, tell me a special place in your life, some place that you really like to go or wish you could go. Maybe you never even been there, but tell me about a special place in your life. I'm going to start down on this end, and I'll come my way over here, okay? Somebody? Anybody? Special place? Yeah. Church. Church is a special place? Cool. All right. Bonus points for the pastor. All right. Good, good. Okay. At home. You love being home, huh? I like that. Hawaii. Hawaii. Home, Hawaii. Home, Hawaii. Why not both? Good. All right. At home. You like home? No. No, not you. You're just helping your brother hold his hand up. Okay, sorry, sorry. My room. You'd like to spend time in your room? Can you tell me one thing you have in your room? My bed. All right. I love my bed, too. Amen to that. All right, we've got amens all over on that one. Uh, Can you lean up a little bit here? The library. You like the library. All right, fantastic, fantastic. Special place? Anybody else? The movie theaters. All right. You like going to the shows, huh? And a couple more. Do you have one? School. School. Do you even go to school? <laughs> Do you? Okay. Here. You like being here. Well, we like it that you're here, too. Okay, I'm going to change the question now. And I'm going to change it. You can uh, I'm change the question. This time... Tell me somebody that you like to be with. Not a place, but a person that you really like to be with. And I'm going to try and catch a few people who haven't answered yet. So I'm going to try and get some different ones. My family. You enjoy being with your family. I bet they enjoy being with you. How about you, man? I like being with my dad. With your dad. All right. What Are there some special things you guys do together? Well, 
Sometimes we play catch out in the front yard. Playing catch. Good times. Good times. I'm going to try and get some people who haven't answered yet. Here you go. My mom. You like being with your mom? Cool. I bet she likes being with you. My mom and grandma. Jesus. He oh, cool. All right. People you like being with? My family. My mom. Well, moms are popular today. My sister. Is this your sister? All right. I think she likes being with you. How about you? Jesus. Okay. Tyrell. I missed that. One more time. Tyrell. All right. Still missed it. Oh, you like being with your brother. Okay, thank you. Somebody interpreted for me. Thank you. My dad. All right, all right. Now, I'm glad that you've got people that you really like to be with and, and places you really like to meet. And have you ever had that feeling in your heart of, of almost being lonely because you really wished you could be with that person? Like they're gone for a while? Here's a question I'm going to ask your parents in a minute. I'm going to ask your parents, and you guys can think about it too. Is it possible that God has that same feeling about us, of really wanting to be with us? Is it possible he's got that feeling? When my, um, when my youngest son was about four or three. He couldn't say his L's. And so everything was an H. So like the word long was hong and all that kind of thing. And, and we were over at some friend's house and he was having a really, really fun time. He was having the greatest time of his life. And I gave him the five minute warning that, um, <laughs> five minute warning that, that we're going to be leaving soon. And he didn't want to leave. And so he said to me, I want you to heave me here a hong time. <laughs> because he liked those friends so much. And then there was a time when, uh, oh, we got intervention happening here. All right, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, we, got, we had the time when I was a young man, and there was a waitress in Casper, Wyoming, that I really wanted to be with. I was living in Minnesota, and I got in my car, Mercury Marquee, and I drove across southern Minnesota, South Dakota, into Wyoming, stopped at a floral shop and bought a dozen roses. And it was a 100-degree day, so I had to hold the roses right in front of my air conditioner so they didn't totally wilt. And, and I drove the rest of the way to Casper, Wyoming, and I put a diamond ring in the rose. And I asked Joanna, the waitress, if she would be my wife because I really wanted to be with her. Not just for, like, a vacation, but for life. <laughs> and she said, yes, that's good. Is it possible that God has that feeling toward us? You guys done a good job. Thanks for coming up here. Go back and be nice to your parents, all right? Thanks, man. Pretty impressive group of kids you guys are raising there. Good job. Grab your Bibles. Turn to Luke 22. 
Luke 22. We have that question before us this morning. Is it possible that the God of this universe has a longing in his heart to be with us? Luke 22, we're with Jesus as the officials are plotting to take his life. Satan has already entered into Judas, who's making his plans of betrayal, and they've exchanged the money. And we come down to verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Now, we read the Bible too fast usually and don't put ourselves in the sandals of the people involved. And I just have to tell you at this moment, I think it's another one of those oh good kind of moments for the disciples. You remember the time when when uh, Jesus uh, said, or when the disciples came to Jesus and said, Hey, Jesus, you've been preaching like forever, and these people are getting tired and hungry, so we think you should send them home because there's nothing to eat here. And Jesus looks at the disciples and says, uh, You feed them. And they look out in the crowd. There's, what, 15,000 people there or something like that. And, and yeah, you feed them. It's like, Oh, good. How are we going to do that? I think this is another one of those moments for the disciples. Jesus says, Hey, Peter, John, I want you guys to go make preparations for us to eat the Passover. And they look at him and say, uh, where do you want us to do that? We're homeless. We don't exactly have a place that we can just go and make dinner for 13. Especially the Passover dinner where you're supposed to have these special bitter herbs to represent the bitterness of slavery. And you're supposed to have this special unleavened bread to represent how fast they had to flee out of Egypt. And you're supposed to have this wine. You're supposed to have all these things that are for this special meal. And Jesus says, hey, go take care of this. And it's like, how? Well, they didn't know that Jesus already had plans to be with them. Verse 10, he replied, here's what you're going to do. As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Now, that doesn't seem like much of a sign. Uh, in a culture where people get their water out of wells, there'd be people carrying water jars all the time. I mean, how many pictures have you seen of that? Of ancient times, somebody carrying a water jar. Well, according to... The people that I read that understand these times, they tell me that the reason that this was truly a sign was because carrying water was woman's work. And men didn't do that. And so if you saw a guy carrying a water jar, well, that would be a, a, a something that you didn't see just every day. And so uh, if I offended anybody there, oh, well. <laughs> um. So as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. 
make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. You're going to find this guy. He's going to take it to an owner. You're going to ask the owner, and he's going to let you have the upper room. Now, an upper room wasn't very unusual. They, uh, it was fairly common to build your house, kind of a block, square kind of house, and live on the main floor. And then, if you had enough money, build the second floor that you left kind of open for social events, for gatherings, for family gatherings, for that kind of thing. And, and if life was good and you had a roof on that that was a flat roof where you had another exterior staircase that went up to that flat roof and you got to enjoy the stars and the cool breeze on kind of your own outdoor patio. I wish we built those in the U.S. I like those upstairs outdoor patios in your own house. So this was the kind of place that Jesus had this arrangement. He had plans to spend time with his disciples that his disciples didn't even know about. And the plan was in an upper room, this secluded place where he could spend time alone with his guys. A secluded location where he could spend time alone with his friends. That's what the upper room was. And there in the upper room, he shares his heart with them. Look at verse 15. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He knew he was going to suffer. He knew when he was going to suffer, that it was happening now. He knew how he was going to suffer, that he was going to be beaten and crucified and killed. He knew, he knew who was going to cause the suffering, that Judas was going to betray him, and that the religious leaders were going to do the dirty deed. He knew exactly what was going to happen. But before it happened, he had something he wanted to do. Before he died for our sin, paying the price for the sin of mankind, before he descended into Hades and preached the gospel, before he blew away death and rose to the dead and conquered to live forever, before he did all that tremendous work, there was something that the Messiah wanted to do. Something deep within his heart that he wasn't going to miss. He wanted to spend time with his guys. He wanted to hang out. In the Greek, it says it this way. With desire, I have desired to spend this night with you. It's a redundant, an intentionally redundant way of speaking to emphasize a point in the Greek language. With desire, I have desired. A kid would say, I really, really, really wanted this. So I opened by asking the question, is it possible that God would have that feeling that we have of really wanting to be with somebody? When you were nine and you were sent away to summer camp and you were there about 24 hours and you were dying. <laughs> Camp was fine. 
The counselor was nice, but you missed your mama. There was something deep within and just wanted mom. Is it possible that the God of this universe has feelings like that towards us? It would be good enough for me. It really would. I mean this. It would be good enough for me if God just put up with us. (laughs) If he just said, well, they ain't much, but, you know, I'll take it for what they are and I'll I'll let them, you know, we'll we'll give them a shack in the back 40 of heaven. That would be enough. I'd take it. (laughs) But that God would say that I have... With desire desired, I earnestly, intensely wanted to be with you before I suffer. It's not just here, it's throughout the Bible. You'll find it if you read your Bible. It goes way back to Genesis. We're at our worst. We've just done the only thing you told us not to do. Only thing we weren't supposed to do. Don't eat the fruit. We ate the fruit. What's God do? He shows up at our worst moment in the cool of the evening to come and take a walk with Adam and Eve. You find it in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion for the Lord as a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. But would that be the wait or the wait or the wait? How do I do I don't know. (laughs) This heart of God that wants to be with us. After the resurrection, you'll find it as Jesus shows up and makes shore lunch or shore breakfast for the guys when they're out fishing and they're skunked. Jesus has breakfast ready for them to hang out with them. You'll find it in Revelation 21 when the finale comes and it says, and the dwelling of God is with men. That is finally climaxed and God and people live together forever. Not out of duty, but out of desire from the heart of God. I have three application questions I want to ask you. First one says, do you Picture God as wanting to spend time with you. Is that your picture of God? A God who wants to spend time with you. (laughs) And if he could have lunch with somebody, he'd pick you. If he could spend the evening just hanging out around a cup of coffee or a campfire, he'd love to do it with you. Maybe you're the kind of person who can think that for somebody else. Well, yeah, I can see that for you. That God wants to spend time with you, Pastor, but not me. Hey, I get no exceptions in this deal. I promise you that. We're in this together. If it's true for me, it's true for all of us. If it's true for them, it's true for all of us. I mean, look at these guys. Peter, uh, we weren't dealing with any, you know, buddy that we can't relate to. Do you picture 
God is wanting to spend time with you? Do you really believe he means it when he says, Come, ye who are weary, and I will give you rest. Come, all who are thirsty, I'll give you something to drink. Old and New Testament alike, you'll find it. Second question. Is it possible that the death of a believer is God's way of saying, I want to be with you now? Is it possible that the death of a believer is God's way of saying, I just want you home. I know that you're supposed to get more years down there on earth, but I just want you home. Like the parents of a teenager who's 3,000 miles away and the parents are and says, I just wish you were home. So most of us in this room are aware of a friend and sister and worship leader of ours, Laura Lee Friesen, who on Friday got that call. God was ready for her to be home. Relatively young, brain cancer didn't last real long, but she's home. And we'll celebrate her life here Thursday in this room at 7 p.m. Thursday at 7 Final question. Will you make it a priority? I really want you to ask yourself this. Will you make it a priority to find some special places where you can spend time alone with God? If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love for you to be our guest at our worship service on our main campus at 5th and Market Streets in Northeast Salem. Worship services are Saturday at 5 and 6.30 p.m. and again on Sunday at 8, 9.30 and 11 a.m. If you'd like to receive a free Bible and more information on how to become a Christ follower, feel free to call our office at 503-581-2129. We'd love to know how we can serve you. And once again, that's Salem Alliance Church at 5th and Market Streets in Northeast Salem.